Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hope. My name is Tammy Lynn Connors, and this is my podcast and YouTube channel, Helping Other People Evolve. And what I do here is I interview people that have been through a struggle to get to a strength. So in probably 2019, we were just talking about, I met Kamaria at one of our events with a company that we both promote a product with. So that was probably what, like April or May of 2019? Yeah, April. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and just the vibe I got from her, she's just a great person. She puts off that great energy. Well, throughout time, I started hearing her story of um, a pretty strong struggle that she had been through and um, to a strength that her and her family have gotten to through that struggle. Um, And that's what my mission and vision is with hope is that so many people I feel like are at home struggling, feeling like they're all alone in their struggles And unfortunately, most people go through struggles, but fortunately, a lot of people get to a strength. And Kamaria is one of those people that has gotten to a strength. I haven't heard her whole story, so I don't know the whole story, Kamaria, yet, but I I have heard bits and pieces, and I am just excited and blessed. We've been trying to do this for a while now, and I'm just excited and blessed to have you here. Um, Now, you said you're in Goodyear, Arizona? Yep, Goodyear, Arizona. So we're about 20 minutes west of Phoenix. Okay. And have you lived there always? Yes. I actually went to high school locally here, um, just a few minutes from where we live now, um, and went to ASU, which is um, in Tempe, so the East Valley. And then we moved back out to the West Valley. So I've been Arizona, born and raised, West Valley girl. Nice. Now, I know you said you guys had some rain today, huh? You guys have some monsoon weather right now? Uh, really July is our big monsoon um, kind of month. And so it's been, it's been quite a bit over the last maybe three weeks. So it's starting to trickle into August. I think it's probably going to wrap up here soon. Usually August is just hot and it's dry and hot. So um, I foresee the temperatures just continuing to rise, which <laughs> is less humidity. We're not really prepared for humidity. So right, right. Now, what is the temperature right now? Um, right now it is only... 88. Oh, okay. But that humidity, probably about 75% humidity though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I know. So last year, cause I moved out to Arizona last year, which a lot of people know, but I came home, I came back to Ohio and Michigan from July to October. So I missed all of that. <laughs> I didn't get any of the monsoon, any of the 120 degrees. So yeah, it was like, I was a snowbird, I guess, as you would call it. So anyways, so I'm super excited to hear your, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Oh, sorry. I said, these are the months where we're, we all wonder why we live here. Yes. Yes. But it's short lived, right? Like here, like in the middle of October, I feel like we start getting nasty weather, yucky. And then it goes until sometimes June and it's like, good Lord. So yeah, no, I'd rather have what you guys have those three or four months that it's like hot, but so if you want to go ahead and just start, you know, like I said, I don't really know a lot of your story. I do know some of it, but if you just want to, I mean, just start, you know, who Kamaria is and, you know, what your life is, was like and is like, and, you know, how you've gotten through your struggle, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, um, I am Kamaria, um, just getting ready to turn 41 in a couple of weeks. Um, and I am a mother, um, I love running, um, wife. And I've always just loved health and wellness and fitness. That's always been a really big part of my life. Um, But, you know, as mothers, that kind of takes a back burner and, you know, you just kind of put your kids at the top of the list and, you know, you really just make a lot of sacrifices. Um, And so that was kind of my life for a while. I was in school and I was working and 
you know, really just trying to figure out like, what do I want to do with my life? Um, and then the ground just got ripped up from under me. Um, my son Dane died eight years ago, um, this past May. And, um, I, it's like my world just crumbled in front of me. Um, you know, and it's one of those things where you hear about it happening to other people. Um, but you just can't ever imagine that being your reality. Um, and so I was just stuck. I didn't know how to move forward. I didn't know what to do. Um, you know, I made a promise to him and to myself that I would wake up every day, um, and at least decide to keep living. Um, that was much easier said than done, you know, when like a part of you is just kind of ripped out, um, from the inside and it's painful and it was exhausting. And, you know, I just found myself really just frozen in time. Um, you know, and it's weird because you feel frozen and stuck, but the world is continuing to move forward, you know, and your children. Um, at the time I had a six month old baby, I had a 10 year old son, and then my daughter was five at the time. Um, so I had other, other kids that relied on me <laughs> that looked to me and, you know, were going through their own grief at the time as well. Um, you know, just trying to figure out what happened and, you know, how to deal with everything. And it was really difficult for our family. Um, and so, you know, that happened in May. And so I really just spent that summer stuck in my house, um, you know, filled with anxiety and, you know, depression, and I just couldn't leave my house. Um, I was so grateful for, you know, my family and my husband and just our community support that really showed up for us um, that summer because, you know, the kids were kids, you know, they right. wanted to mean, and, you know, so that was really difficult um, for me. And, you know, then it got to the point where it was like, what do I do now? I can't stay in my house forever. Mm -hmm. um, my husband and I had started some grief counseling. So that was really starting to, to give us some perspective on like what to do, you know, right. how to take care of ourselves. Because, you know, I really started to realize like, if I don't really start taking care of myself, there's no way I can show up for other people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and the guilt that I carry from his death is extremely heavy. And so in my mind, my rationalization was, well, I already feel guilty about this. So the one thing that I'm not going to add on my plate is guilt of letting down my other children. Mm -hmm. um, that was something that I decided was I needed to figure out how to take care of myself so that I could continue moving forward and really like just help support everybody else. Um, you know, my kids just still deserved a childhood, you know, they still deserve to enjoy life. Um, and it wasn't their burden to carry, um, of how much I was struggling. So I kind of just went on a journey. I really, you know, I'd gone to support groups and, you know, seen how other mothers handled, you know, this horrible loss. And it was, it was that in itself was really heavy because everybody just grieves so differently. And, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, losing your child, yeah. uh, you know, it's just heartbreaking. And, you know, depending on where you're at in life and the situations you're already dealing with, you know, everybody just moves through their grief so differently. Um, and so it was really difficult to me to figure out how I wanted to move through my grief. Um, you know, and then, you know, just society, like, we don't talk about it a lot. You know, you expect people to just kind of move on and get over it. And, um, you know, so it was just all of these different kind of forces that I was, I was facing and trying to figure out like, what do I do with everything? Right. Um, so, you know, I just really wanted to take care of myself. That was the one thing that I knew that I needed to do, but I didn't really know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, 
you know, I just found different things in life, you know, starting to take care of my mind. You know, we went to therapy and counseling and, um, you know, started to just kind of do different meditation practices and, you know, started getting my nutrition right and, you know, getting back to working out and, um, you know, just really trying to take things, you know, minute by minute, day by day as they come, because, you know, sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to, have everything figured out and to have this perfect plan and to, um, you know, just know it all, have it all figured out. That in itself is a heavy burden to carry because we don't, (laughs) you know, right. Grieving or not grieving, you know, life is just so heavy for everybody, um, regardless of your circumstances. And, you know, a lot of times we carry, you know, just, you know, shame and embarrassment. And so there's not a lot of talk about how people carry it. You know, we see now there's this kind of really big shift in our society about really embracing people's mental health struggles, Uh, you know, and I'm so grateful for that because I feel like so many people go through life, especially, you know, like older generations, you know, where it was talked about. So we just kind of suffer in silence, you know, and you see people struggling. Um, And so I was just really grateful um, for the resources that, uh, you know, my family and I received and, you know, the things that I learned over those few years. um, And, you know, now just really being at a place where, you know, knowing that I'll never get over the grief and that it's not ever something that I move on from, but it's just something that I learned to carry with me. And, how I, you know, can manage it and deal with it and just embrace all of it, you know, because I feel like a lot of times, you know, you give, you kind of put this, put it in this box of like, um, you know, okay, well, here's what I'm going through and all right, now it's time for me to be done with that, you know, and then supposed to kind of store your little box away where, you know, most of us aren't able to do that, you know, and it's so maladaptive for really being able to grow and progress as a person. Um, And so I just really now have learned to just embrace (laughs) all of the feelings, Mm -hmm. you know, I used to feel really guilty um, right after he passed. I felt really guilty for the, like the moments of fun that we would have um, because it's like, well, I can't feel happy because my son just died. Yes. How could you ever be joyful and happy again? Because your son is dead and he was never coming back. And this is something that you're always having to carry. And so that in itself, this like, you know, pick a side kind of thing where it comes to like emotion, and how we move through life was really heavy too, you know, and as I've grown and shifted and, you know, people see, you know, me joyful and I have so many amazing people in my community, but I have had a lot of people who like, oh, well, that's not realistic. And, you know, there's, there's no way, you know, that you can, be happy again. Like, mm-hmm. oh, and it's, I think we just really have to give people a lot of grace and, um, you know, just understand that there's no, there's no book, <laughs> there's no, there's no directional manual on, you know, how you navigate such a horrible loss, you know, and, you know, even our grief counselor, like she didn't have any advice for us. Right. She had a child. She was just there as a supportive person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was probably the biggest, most supportive piece for us was really just having supportive people who just loved us where we were at, you know? And, um, so now I just, I try to live my life with a lot of intention, um, and find all of the ways that I can still honor my son, 
um, talk about him all the time to anybody who will listen. Um, I love to do kindness in um, his honor. And, you know, really, it's just about embracing all of it, all of it that comes, whether it's the joy or the sadness and, um, you know, the anxieties and the ups and downs. You know, I always like to think of the movie Inside Out. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's one of my favorite movies. Um, and it's kind of, it's a, it's a story of like this girl and her emotions. And when it starts, she's got like four basic emotions. You know, it's like joy, sadness, fear, anger. And then it was like, each one was kind of a separate piece of her personality. And so as the movie evolved at the very end, it turns into like how all of these emotions can coexist at the same time how do we manage it? How do, you know, the movie was like, how do we help her move through um, it? And I was like, man, that is such an amazing part of the journey that I feel like a lot of people missed out on, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So, so I can, I, you know, when you talk about like the feelings and the, um, the grieving and we all grieve so differently. And I've learned that what I say to people is be, I've lost a six and a half month old son to SIDS. And I lost my bonus son in a a car accident in 2012, who he had been my bonus son since he was 18 months old. So what I like to say to people is, you know, I never say I know how you feel, but I can relate to some of the feelings that you're having. And I love what you said, like dealing with it, but going and making sure that you worked on your mental health and your counseling and all of that, because I think that's so important. And like you said, years ago, that was unheard of. Like I remember telling my my mom was went through so much in her life, and I would be like, "Mom, I really think you should see a counselor." And she'd be like, "No, I don't need a counselor because so many people think that that means that you're psycho, and it's not. It's not at all. And in our day and age, since 2020, especially, I feel like the mental health has been such an awareness all around, and you hear people speaking so much more of their traumas that they've been through in order to help somebody else, you know? And, um, I love, I pretty sure you just, you did a school backpack thing just recently. Is that what you're doing now? Is that in honor of your son? Yeah. So, um, a founder that where we sought um, our counseling is called the Miss Foundation, um, and it's especially for parents who have lost their children. And so, the founder of the organization um, has stillborn baby almost thirty years ago, and her journey essentially was not having any resources. You know, mm-hmm. like we, that time it was like, oh, your baby died. Okay, good luck. So sorry. Get over it. Yeah. yeah. You know? and so um, she created this amazing space and this amazing organization. So her daughter's birthday is July 27th. And so she, after the Miss Foundation, um, you know, was organized, she created the Inter- Nas- International Kindness Project Day. Okay. So every year, July 27th, um, you know, where families around the world who have lost their children are, you know, welcome to do acts of kindness in their honor. So that's what we usually try to do something. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a, a stressful time, you know, for a lot of families, you know, everything's expensive and, you know, I know people in and out of work and all of that stuff. So I was like, this is a good time to do a backpack drive. You know, I'm like, even just shopping my own children, I'm like, Oh, everything's so expensive. So, um, so yeah, I solicited, you know, donations from our amazing community and we were able to put together about 60 backpacks, you know, stuff. Um, yeah. And you know, the, 
the cool thing is, is that even people who have never met Dane are always just so like touched and inspired by, by our story, you know, and about how, you know, we do these um, acts of kindness and just spreading a lot of love in his honor. Um, you know, because I think part of the, the trauma is thinking that people are going to forget. Mm. Mm. And, um, you know, so for me, knowing that here we are eight years later and I still have people that, you know, think about him often, you know, send me little messages like, oh my gosh, I saw this and thought of Dane. And, mm. you know, a lot of my community that hasn't, hadn't met Dane, you know, people that I've met in the last couple of years, um, you know, they're always just, you know, so kind and, you know, so that that's a big part for me is just making sure that I continue to spread his light into the world and, yes. um, and that he's always just honored and remembered. That's awesome. I, I want to touch on that a little bit because, you know, I guess with my baby, Cody was six and a half months old. And of course I, you know, I only have the few pictures of him and I, I always, you know, keep his memories alive as much as I can. And I remember when Nicholas, um, my bonus son, when he, when he passed away and um, his mom had um, a little celebration at when we did the graveside thing, like it was a few months later, but this, it was powerful. And it's what you just said too, because she, when she spoke to everybody and I'm probably gonna get a little emotional, her words were, this was, I don't want anybody to ever forget him. I don't want his name to not be mentioned because, and that's, I believe that's so huge. And I've said that to people, like we had a friend that was unfortunately murdered in Arizona, um, in 2020 by her ex-husband to be, and our friends will post pictures of her and stuff like that. And the one friend kept going, well, what if her parents are having a good day? And I'm like, and they, they weren't thinking about her. I said, you know what? Yeah. As a loss of a child, we think of our child every single day. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter. But yeah. to see those memories, it's, mm-hmm. it's a good feeling. It's like, yes, yeah. she had an impact or he had an impact or yeah. however it is, you know? And I think that's so important for people to know that because like you said too, um, another thing that you, I want to touch on that you talked about is feeling the joy, like feeling joyful again or smiling and people being like, you're smiling. You just mm-hmm. lost your child. Right. Yeah. And you feel guilty for it. I yeah. totally can relate to that because I was like that when Cody passed away and yeah. I was like, when Nicholas passed away, like, am I allowed to smile? You yeah. know, is somebody going to look at me with daggers because how dare you smile? Yeah. This? But we have to remember, and I think this is a good point is unfortunately, and it's, it's a heart wrencher that, that they're never coming back. And we have to go on with life. Like you said, your three children and your husband, my son was my rock. My, my Chad was my three and a half year old little rock. And I knew I had to go on with life. Yeah. And, you know, fake it till you make it. I don't love that saying, but that's what I had to do some mornings, like get up and fake it. But society looks at you a different way and is like, well, you shouldn't be happy. And I love the fact that you said, no, it's okay for me to be that way because people need to know it's okay. You know, we we are still hurt all the things, but what is that hurt going to do for other people? And that's what I think about, you know, if I'm laying in bed, not getting up, not living life, not doing things for my son, what's that going to do for his life? Yeah. 
So, so I thought of that a lot. And when you said that, that, that touched home with me a lot, you know, that, and spreading their, you know, keeping their name alive and the joy that they brought and the memories, you know, and, and doing kind acts like that. I love that. I'm going to remember July 27th next year, because I didn't even know about that. You know, I saw you do the backpacks, but I didn't really know what was going on with that. So that's Mm -hmm. so cool. So cool. Yeah. I think it's just so important to, you know, and that's one, one thing that like, you know, I've gotten mixed, you know, mixed uh, feedback on, you know, from people is like, I share it all. Like I'm, my husband's like, oh, I can't believe you posted that. And like, I share a lot. Like yes. it's helpful for me, but I feel like it's also helpful for other people. Like, you know, yeah, you may have five good days and then that sixth day may just be the one that does you over and you can't get out of bed, you know, but then that's okay too, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's so it's so critical for people being able to like move through life, knowing that wherever you're at, it's okay. Yes. You know, and just giving people the space and the grace, nice. you know, to just experience it, you know, yeah. like I have great, I get up and I run and I do this and then this, but then there's some days that, you know what, like I might just stay in the bed all day, <laughs> you know, and that's yes. okay too. Um, you know, and I think it's just important that people like, cause you sometimes you feel so great, like, yeah, I'm doing so good. I'm doing all this stuff and making all this progress. And then you have just a day that just knocks the wind out of you and you just feel defeated, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, you know, so I think it's just, you know, something that, that I've learned is like, you know, we think of a journey and we think of, you're always like in this forward motion, you know, which I feel like we are always flowing, you know, life is always moving. We're always flowing, you know, and even when maybe we don't feel like we're moving and growing we are you know but it's this idea that I have to be getting better I have to be doing all this stuff in order to be growing but you know some days it's really just sitting with those crappy days and like reflecting and thinking and like just learning about yourself to help you move through it a little bit better and just to help you grow a little bit stronger. Um, you know, I have people all the time that are like, Oh my gosh, you're so strong. I don't know how you do it. And I'm grateful for that. I appreciate that so much. I'm like, I don't, I don't feel very strong. It's not, it was never my choice to have to be this strong. I'm like, I would trade it all back. I would give it all back in instant, you know, to not have to have learned this lesson in this manner. Um, you know, but here I am and here's the journey. And like, I just allow myself the space to, be wherever I'm at and, and so that I can grow, you know, yes. and, it, and opportunities to just figure it out. Because I think, you know, like the more I sit with myself <laughs> and learn to love myself, you know, the more I learn about myself, yes. you know, and I think that's such a big piece that's missing, especially from women and mothers yes. is you just invest and you give so much to other people. Mm-hmm. And so you really don't, think about yourself very often. You don't really learn about yourself. You know, we're always doing all these things to try to better ourselves, but along the way, like you got to learn to love yourself. There's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve, you know, like I have big health and wellness journey, like, you know, working out and all this stuff, but you know what, like along the ways we have to stop and just learn about ourselves and love ourselves. So we're at, and still, you know, wanting to grow, but being okay with where you're at. I was listening Mm. to there's a speaker that I love to listen to. Um, and the other day, one of her recordings was talking about, you have to be satisfied with where you're at and eager for more in order to allow like just the blessings to flow in. Because, you know, when we sit in this space, we're always thinking about like, 
oh, I'm not this, or, oh, I haven't done that, or, oh, I wish this, you know, like then you're essentially like just blocking yourself off Mm -hmm. from all of the wonderful blessings that life has to offer because you're just so stuck in this space of like, you know, resentment and shame and, you know, all that negativity that just really doesn't serve us, you know? And um, so I think that's been such a big thing for me, just kind of learning how that works and how much that serves me, where even if I'm having a bad day, like sitting and thinking about, well, here you are, Kamaria, and now what, <laughs> you know, right. like, and now what will you do with that? You know, like you feel like absolute crap today. And now what will you do? Is this the mm. day you're going to lay in the bed? Is this the day you're going to get up and try to do two productive things? And then you're just being okay with whatever you did, you know, and then tomorrow is a new day. And then you yeah. just get up and you just figure out and now what will today be, you know? So yeah. um, you know, there's just such a big burden and such so much pressure that we put on ourselves, especially when we experience these traumatic situations, you know, because nobody teaches you how to deal with this no. stuff, you know, no. <laughs> you never Not know what all. you're doing, you know, even the best of, you know, like experiences and parents, you know, even like for my own children, you know, I hope that I have given them the space to like feel their feelings and manage their emotions you know, but even that just, just never know, you know, what right. they're, what they're going to experience, what they're going to go through. Um, you know, but I feel like if you just get, give yourself and your family, this foundation mm-hmm. to just feel it all and experience it, then it's a good start, you know, yeah, for sure. And when you said that about, you know, loving yourself, so, and we always take care of everybody. That's just what we do because we're moms and that's just how we've always been. Right. So I've, I've always been that caretaker too. Like, and my, and from 2013 till my mom passed away in 2020, she lived with me and I took care of her and also my nieces and nephews. And so my whole life, basically, I've always just really taken care of people. Yeah. And when my mom passed in 2020 and February of 2021 is when I decided to make my trip to Arizona. And can I tell you that that was one of the hardest journeys that I went on because I felt like, and it's, it might sound crazy, but I almost felt like I had no purpose because it was just me. Right. Yeah. And so all these years, it, somebody relied on me always, yeah. always, always. And now nobody did. It. And then I had to rely <laughs> on myself and find yeah. myself and love myself, you know, yeah. and that was, that was a journey in itself. So when you're talking about that, that self-love and learning to love ourselves and being okay with where we're at, um, that, that really hit home with me because it, it was a lot for me. And just two days ago, I promise you, I was like, I had a day, I did a few things around the house and then I was in bed, same thing. Like I was just, I couldn't even hardly function. And I thought, and then I was, I got up and I was like, man, I can't believe that I just slept that long. And And then I thought, it's okay. Give yourself grace because you did do three things that day, you know, but I think in our world today too, not only are people talking about their transparencies, you know, leading to someone else's transformation as Trent Shelton says, but the social media world we live in makes everything look like it's glamorous and beautiful and you shouldn't ever have a day like that. And I call bull crap on that. Oh yeah. We need those days for ourselves. You need that day. Like you, like today, you guys got a rain this morning. I mean that for me in Arizona, I would some days open the window going, could it just be cloudy one day? So I feel like I can stay inside, but you know, we need those, that time, yeah. you know, to, to reflect on ourselves and grow ourselves and learn more yeah. about who we are. Because yeah. I think in the motherhood, being a wife, all of that, we, we lose who we are. 
like yeah. at some point, you know, and then to find ourselves again, it's a journey for sure. But to be able yeah. to do that is such a blessing. And that's, that's where I'm at on my journey right now, like really finding who Tammy is, you know, yeah. and it's been, it's been an amazing journey so far, you know, but, but the same thing, you know, I had to learn to love myself. I had to learn that it was okay to get in the mirror and say, man, you are really beautiful, you know, (laughs) or you are a great person or whatever. Your eyes look great today. Just whatever I had to do to make myself feel good about myself. So I think that that's very important. And I'm sure that you're instilling that in your children, you know? Yeah, I am working on it. I have a 13 year old daughter. So, you know, I know the struggles that I had growing up and, you know, I had great parents, but it was kind of that thing where it's like, you know, for their generation, you didn't really talk about, you know, self-love and, you know, problems and managing emotions and confidence. And, um, you know, so I'm like, I'm learning it now at 40 in my forties. <laughs> so, right. you know, the goal is to help my children develop it a lot earlier, you know, and, um, you know, I mean, if I feel like for every generation, it's like, you know, the goal is just to do a little bit better, you know, than we did before. Um, and you know, it's especially, you know, with like therapy and, you know, just letting them know that wherever they're at is okay. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's a journey in itself. You know, yeah. that's a big part of parenting that nobody talks about, right. you know, right. it's like, oh yeah, you raise these kids and here's your toddlers and your babies. And, you know, and, but then it's like, how do you, how do you help them develop a strong sense of self, you know, yes. confidence yes. and to love themselves and to accept themselves and like, that's what y'all should be teaching us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. For sure. For sure. So can I reflect back just a little bit? Um, so with the loss of your son, and then you said your husband and you went to grief counseling, I can imagine now when, when I lost my son, um, shortly after that, his dad and I split up, but we had a rocky relationship anyways. So I just, was it, did you guys have to do like marriage counseling too? Or did you, yeah. did you? Yeah. Cause I can imagine that that pit played yeah. a toll on your marriage too. Yeah. Um, you know, we, um, I mean, we had, my husband is a, um, a former athlete. And so, you know, it was like, it was, our marriage was just chaotic, um, mm-hmm. you know, before that happened. And so then adding that onto it and, you know, just, different upbringings and different ways that we were grieving. It was very difficult, you know, it took a big toll on our marriage. So I'll never forget when we went to, um, I don't know, in like the cemetery place, you know, where we, where we buried him and the, I don't know what they're called, but the lady that helped us, she uh-huh. was like, you two have such a beautiful family. Do not let this be what breaks you up. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, that sticks with me. And so, you know, the one thing that, we always, I feel like the one thing that we're grounded in, you know, sometimes you have all these different viewpoints and struggles and stressors and, you know, but I feel like the one thing that always has grounded us is just like the commitment, you know, that we made to one another and knowing that these struggles do not define us and they don't define our relationship. And, um, you know, a lot of people say like, love is not enough, you know, but I think if it's, an actionable thing, then it absolutely can. You know, I feel like sometimes we throw that that word around like love and, yeah. you know, but I feel like you see the difference between like the action of love versus the feeling of love. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that's been one thing that, um, you know, we have worked on um, through our grief counseling. And then, you know, it just continued on into marriage counseling, you know, family counseling with our kids. Um, and I say everybody needs therapy. 
Yeah. I don't care if you've lost a child, if you think your life is perfect, um, yes. everybody needs therapy, you know? Yeah. And that's one thing that I tell my kids, like even now, and they're like, oh, I don't need to go. And I'm like, everybody needs that one person mm-hmm. that they can just talk to, that you know is not judging you, that you know is just there to listen. And if you do need some support and advice, they can give you support and resources. Um, everybody needs therapy, yeah, <laughs> you know? I agree. So I agree 100%. We will stay in therapy, you know, and just knowing that that is a safe space where it's there if you need it. You know, we have yeah. an amazing, amazing um, therapist. I say that she saved, she has saved my family, you know, mm-hmm. um, just helped us through so much. And um, so I'm a huge proponent of therapy and, you know, just knowing that there's no stigma and there's no shame. Mm-hmm. Um, life is heavy, you know? And I mean, if you think about like children, you know, we come into parenting with our own baggage Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter how amazing you are, like that comes through in your parenting styles. And so as much as we don't want to do that, like our kids experience trauma, you know, um, maybe it's little traumas, you know, here and there, but like, they still just need the support. Um, and I feel like our society, our world might be just a little bit better off if more people embraced the idea yeah. that like, we all just have the crap hanging yeah. around that we need to work through, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and I love what you said about therapy because, you know, like you like I said, some people are like, ah, oh, that means I'm crazy. But so many times, even when I've talked to a friend, like they'll call me and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I need your advice or whatever. And they'll go through their whole spiel of everything. And I might say two words. And then at the end, they're like, thank you so much. I feel so much better. And I'm like, yeah, you're welcome. I didn't do anything. I said two words, but it's just getting that out and being able, like you said, to talk to somebody that's, that's yeah. non-judgmental that, that might, if you yeah. do need some advice, you know, or some tools, we'll give you some tools, but yeah. you know, I think that, that, that's very profound in our society that we need it yeah. more, and more and more and it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, especially- to therapy. You know, for men too, like, I mean, my husband yes. wasn't open to it at first. Our grief counselor, we had seen a couple of, like, we had done some family counseling before. He didn't like anybody, you know, but it was this stigma for men, especially, you know, and then in the Black culture, it's like, you know, that wasn't a thing, you know? Yeah. And so um, our our grief counselor, it was so funny because she was a good friend of my family's. And um she just showed up at our house, like the few, the first couple of days after he died. I mean, we just had so many people. It was kind of a blur, you know, people dropping sure. off food and just coming over to hang with the kids. Um, and so she was a friend of my sister's and she had just popped, you know, come by and my sister sent her over to our house and she was just kind of talking to us. And so it started like that because he didn't want to go, you know, like he mm-hmm. grieved very differently. His, his path was to stay busy and to do stuff. Yeah. And I wanted to just hide away, you know? And so it was extremely difficult, but because we were like on opposite ends, (laughs) he wants to, you know, have parties and invite people over. I'll never forget. It was the uh, father's day. My son passed in May and father's day. He had this big barbecue at our house. And I'm like, I feel like a zombie because I'm like, I didn't even know what was going on, but all these people, but that was how he dealt with it was staying busy. And I'm over here like, what's wrong with him? Like, why aren't you sad? Why aren't you up in the bedroom hiding with me? You know? And he's looking at me like, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you hiding? You know, get out of the bed, you know? And so, um, it was really, you know, like just that acceptance and like, just not judging anybody else's journey and just continuing to love each other, you know? Um, and so, but that was a big thing for him because wasn't, wasn't, 
wasn't common for, you know, his family, for men, black men. Yeah. Um, and so that was a big stigma, you know, that he and I had to work through together was that, you know, hey, this is okay. And then being able to pass that down to our children, like yeah. this is okay. It's actually very good because it will help you be a better person in the long run. You know, right. you won't be our age dealing with all this dealing stuff. with all the baggage, you know? right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad that, I'm glad that you mentioned that about men too, because I usually when I interview men, I talk about that with mental health, yeah. especially with men. I mean, women yeah. we talk about our stuff more than what men do. Let's, I mean, let's be real. And um for men, you know, the same thing. And I just was talking to a girl at the casino the other day, and her her husband was playing blackjack, and she's we were talking about my podcast and stuff, and she's like, Man, she's like, you know, with my husband, he doesn't talk about his feelings and he doesn't believe yeah. in going and seeing a counselor because and and as she said, she's like, he's a black man. And they were told it's just not what they, it's not exactly. their culture, you know? And so no. she said, he's starting to open up more. And I'm like, that needs to be like, that needs to be out to the world that it's okay. Yeah. You know, whether you're white, black, Chinese, yeah. whatever, Absolutely. but it just needs to be known that it's okay. You know, it's yeah. not a bad thing. And I know here we're, we're two women talking about it, but <laughs> we see it and we know yeah. it, you know, and, and I then, think it's very important. You see the generational impact that it has, you know, when men are able to, you know, admit that and accept it because then they can pass that same thing down to their children, especially their young boys, you know, Um, and so you see the cycle start to kind of break a little bit because um, it's being changed, you know, and it's being accepted, so yeah. Well, girl, I appreciate you getting on here with me today. I think this was amazing. I love your story. You know, I, like I always say, unfortunately, you know, we, we've been through the struggles, but fortunately we're able to stand and, and get yeah. through life and navigate the best that we can with, um, you know, tools that we've been given throughout life. And I'm sure throughout your counseling and stuff, you're, they've given you tools to use. And I always tell people, you know, we get these tools to use them. You know, we, I, you know, I talk about my sobriety sometimes, like I don't walk out the door and there's this big bubble around Tammy that says, okay, we're (laughs) going to protect her from wanting to drink or anything, you know, in the world. No, I walk out the door and I have tools that I use, you know, if I'm going through struggles. And so I just think that's really important. And, and I love that you, you know, you share and I love, um, you know, I don't know your son, but I can tell by your smile, (laughs) you know, everything, you know, that you, you do in memory of him is just so heartfelt and um, you're just, you're, I'm just blessed to know you, you are, <laughs> your spirit and your soul, just everything about you is, you know, I always say like, I, God, the universe, whatever people say, I believe God, you know, he draws me to people and the people that he draws me to are the people that just have that same like soul mm-hmm. and vibes and all that and energy. And, and you're definitely one of those people. And I'm blessed to know you. Aww, thank you. Maybe so I'll sweet. see you in October. Oh, heck yeah. I was like, I got one more, one more piece of it that I need to meet. And I'm like, I am already planning for that. Awesome. Um, awesome. Okay. So good. Good. Most definitely. Well, is there anything that you'd like to say before we wrap it up? Um, yeah, I just want to, you know, encourage people to, you know, who's ever watching your viewers, just really embrace taking care of yourself because it just has a ripple impact on so many other pieces of your journey and, you know, your community. I always say like, you know, we can be agents of change if we work through our own changes and yeah. well-being and, you know, transformations. And, you know, that's how the world changes is, you know, good people doing good for themselves and then being able to take that good and impact, uh, make an impact on others. So, 
Um, I appreciate you. I think you do such a great service to the community by doing these podcasts and your positivity and energy. So I just want to thank you for inviting me on. This is so fun. I'm a talker. So I'm like, anytime anybody invites me to just come and talk about myself, and my story and my kids and my journey, I'm like, absolutely. So well, thank I you. Really- I really, really appreciate you getting on here with me. So I just want to thank everybody for jumping on Hope today. As I always say, you know, I hope everybody has an amazing day. Don't let this world knock you down. You can get up and keep going. You just have to reach out, get some help, find a story like Kamaria's, find a story like Kevin's that I have on here. Just find a story of hope and grasp it, and you can run with it too. You guys all have an amazing day. Thank you so much again, Kamaria. You're welcome.